Welcome to the latest edition of the Cloud Core podcast on the Art of Conversation Live. My name is Daniel Fox and I'm joined by Colin Whip, a sales leader at the Access Group. Colin has um, 26 years in the industry and knows hundreds of recruiters and obviously has been around um, recruitment, the recruitment landscape for, for a long, long time and has seen lots of things. So welcome, Colin. Hi there. How are you, Dan? I'm very well. I'm very well. I'm having, good. A, having a good week. How's your, how's your week so far? Uh, it's gone very, very quickly. Uh, but on the plus side, it does seem a little bit more positive out there, which is always, always good to hear. That's good. So, so are you, you're hearing positive comments from, from existing customers, new business? What's uh, a bit of both actually. Um, we've, um, we've obviously been in a constant dialogue with the client base, uh, since, since lockdown began. Um, and I, I noticed very early on. It was very much uh, a survival mode for most businesses and my goodness me what's happening furlough scheme obviously took up an awful lot of people's time uh, and you know what i think one customer in particular kind of coined it and said i think we're now getting towards the end of stage one we're not sure how many stages there are but we're getting towards the end of stage one and i'm now able to start seeing the wood through the trees again um and i think that's really really developed more so in the last two weeks the conversations that i'm now having rather than it be we're in survival mode we don't know where we're going some people have got some moments to start thinking about the future and getting their shopping order now that could be a migration to a latest product it could be enhancing the product it could be even just a, a rollout of a training program for the furloughed staff getting them ready for a return hmm. No, that's good. You, um, I think it's good that people are seeing it in stages rather than, you know, we've just fallen into this big mess and, and there's no mm -hmm. way out. I think, you know, the truth is that, that, there, are, that there are stages to this. And we, yeah, well, you're right, we don't always know what they are. Um, but we need to, to sort of plan for what the next stage could be. And, and gradually, these are steps that we're going to take out of this. And I think that's one thing that, although this situation is very different to anything we've seen before, recruitment is no stranger to, to recession. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah and, and and recruitment does make it through yes there's some casualties along the way it's very difficult along the way but um but i think with with other recessions there's always that feeling that it's caused by someone else you know the banks caused the the last um the last recessions and that was largely out of our hands do you think there's more of a determination this time to get through this what's your yeah, feeling it's I think you know it is completely different from anything we've ever seen before and one of the one of the nasty side effects is a recession which has now been confirmed but that's what we're in um, but the recession that we're in is kind of I wouldn't want to use the word voluntary it, it's basically necessary um, you know with lockdown means people can't get into into the city and, and recruitment obviously slowed down but if you look across businesses all over all over industry you know the airline one is one that you probably could easily highlight you know, when you can't move around, then then there's going to be there's going to be some uh, some downside in, or downturn in business in general. I think the only thing that's different from this to a normal recession is we've kind of seen we've kind of been responsible in, in many ways from a government point of view of kind of creating it for the reasons. We also know that once we get control of it, we can climb out of it. Mm. So we're not reliant on. Um, we're not reliant on the usual thing of like the banks or whatever it might be that caused the recession in the first instance. Yeah. It's basically starting to open up industry. And in theory, it, it gradually will just keep, keep in measure and we're hopefully going to see a, a curve into the right area. Now, it's going to take a, a while, but the, the, the hope that you've got in this, which is different from any other recession, 
is that we know that the more we open up, the more activity we'll see and the and more the economy will start to recover. And that's from a global point of view. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And I think assuming that jobs aren't hit too hard during this thing, consumer spending will bounce back um, and that then starts to fuel, fuel everything else again. Exactly that. Yeah. Um, you've got people on furlough, which is a big, big difference to, to a normal recession as well. Yeah. Or recession, you've just got people out of work with no, no income coming in. Yeah. Low scheme, you've got a lot of people who aren't, aren't actively working. In the, in the main, a lot of them are still learning and sharpening up there. Yeah. But they've still got an income coming in. Um, and because we can't go out and spend on hospitality and all the things that we're used to, hopefully people are building up a bit of a nest egg mm. and we are finally released out into the wild. We can start spending that money and it can then start having an impact. And hopefully it, it can be a, a relatively quick, quick recovery. Don't get me wrong. It was, we're talking about a while, but yeah. at least we can see how it can improve as opposed to not knowing wh wh when you're in a typical recession. situation. Yeah. No, I think you're right. We've seen lots of, of businesses sort of pivot their, their position or their, their offering um, over the last six or seven weeks or so. Um, have you seen any, any real standout examples of that within, within your customer base? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll probably start with the access group itself. I mean, we, we, we were able to get everybody operating um, from home within about 24 hours of lockdown being announced in full. Um, I think we really lost lost anything in terms of the service that we deliver as well. So the help desk very, very quickly were able to communicate with each other um, so that we could carry on supporting clients. We uh, got our services team sorted out so that we could quickly respond to people's requirements for remote working. Um, single division and tier within our business, Microsoft Teams or Blue Jeans or whatever communication tools that we've got at our disposal, we very, very quickly able to carry on doing business, if you like, as, as um, uh, I coined the phrase, uh, business is unusual, but we were able to do that really quickly. And mm -hmm. a lot of the recruitment customers that we work with, they've done very, very similar things, whether it be via Teams or Zoom or 8x8, there's all sorts of tools that are really, really getting a good, a good airing, if you like, battering the internet, uh, the internet uh, connections all over the place. But people are able to, to work in that way and I think there's a realization that working from home it is going to be something that's going to be a lot more common as a result of what what we've seen with COVID-19 I think it has changed business forever right okay no I was, I was going to come on to that actually because I think I like the phrase business is unusual um hmm. yeah I, I really like that um and I think the working from home element is probably the biggest um visual um thing that we you know that, that we've all that we've all really felt um in that respect my view on it was that, that it's certainly sped up the, the working from home um yeah. evolution uh you know what might have taken eight ten years to to do is probably it's now happened in six or seven weeks um yeah. but i think often we do things do bounce back to normal so what's the feeling you're getting from your clients then that is, is the feeling that they'll be more working from home or or do you think it yeah. starts to return i think I think it'll be a balance. I mean, they're, they're, don't get me wrong, as, as, as well as it's kind of working with everybody working from home and, and, and delivering a, a decent service, there is still a craving for interaction with your colleagues, you know, face to face. Yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of people say they're really missing being in the office and so on. Um, and a lot of recruitment companies, um, they, they also need to have that stimulation of people being in the same room as one another. So, I don't think I don't think everyone's going to just go right. That's it. We're working from home forever. I think there'll just become a balance. 
where you'll have um, your consultants who who are you know fresh out of university uh, and starting in, in their career on, on recruitment there's a real need for those guys to be in the office to thrive off of each other to go out and spend their money in the bars and restaurants at the end of the mm. day yeah. that, that buzz and that vibe but equally I think it will be uh, a much more common situation where you'll probably see that happening maybe three or four days a week but there'll be one day where they can work from home um, to basically give a bit of work balance back um, yeah. so you can fuel productivity you can be very very productive in an office environment but if you've got a build-up do and you just need to focus on it that working from home day you can get through an awful lot more yeah i think you're going to see a balance in in the future um i've spoken to, to, to so many so many of the recruitment customers that we work with and in a sense that there will be a balance you know we've got some extremes where people are reducing their office space considerably where they're then looking at a rotor scheme. So they'll have people going into the office on a rotor scheme and the rest will be working from home. I've got some that have said, well, actually, we, we really do need to be in the same room to get that buzz, to get that, that camaraderie uh, back in place. But equally, we recognise there'll be, there'll be rooms that work from home as well. So I think you'll see a balance, but, but I do think that you'll see a, a lot more people right across the board working from home more frequently. Mm. I heard a recruiter the other day describe it as uh, using their office as studio space um, yeah. and it's use, having that space to come together as a group to um, to collaborate on something and then everybody go off their separate ways um, and I think that the context that they were speaking about was was also to do with working hours um, and they were saying actually some people like to work early in the morning some like to work late into the night and actually having that collaborative space to come together at some point during the day you have your meetings and then you go off and actually if you want to go off and rest for the afternoon and then work at 11 o'clock at night, then that's probably okay now. Um, you know, all right, you can't call candidates, you can't have conversations with clients, but you know, you can get a lot of that other admin work done at, at times that suit you. So, so arguably it gives you more flexibility there. Um, but it was something I wanted to ask you about how your working day was, because you're, I've worked with you before and, and I know you put the hours in, you know, you work, you work very long hours and, um, and you're almost always available on the phone. Um, how's your working day sort of different during work during lockdown i mean you are you working longer still or are you are you getting them all done um it, i mean i generally will try and have a, a pattern so my typical working day I try and start checking um my inbox from about 8 30. Um, right. it sometimes is earlier i'm not going to lie because you've got your, your emails on your phone obviously but i try and keep that from a half past eight activity right up to nine o'clock when we have our first team meeting yeah um and then for that, generally, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm planning my diary in advance so I know what, what's coming and what I've got planned to do. Um, and with all best laid plans, you can find that can be broken in pieces, obviously, very quickly if something comes in that's urgent and needs to be dealt with. But typically, I am finding that I'm on the phone speaking to an awful lot more people than, than ordinary, I ordinarily would. Uh, right. The hardest part is, is I do put breaks in my diary, but I'm very guilty of going in and then deleting those breaks to facilitate. <laughs> um, and then I always try and think, right, I will finish at a reasonable hour only for, to hear my son and my other half actually starting the bedtime story routine next door. Right. Sense of guilt. So I try hard to, to kind of finish early, but in reality, it, it tends to be a typical 6.30, 7 o'clock finish for me. Right. Um, and then you've always got that temptation of taking the laptop downstairs with you. So after dinner, you can pop it open on your lap mm. and reply to a few emails. And I'm, I'm cutting down on that. So right. 
I think the working day is longer. Mm. I'm only talking to a lot of people, but y- y- your telephone calls tend to be longer, um, which is a good thing because you're finding out more. Yeah. And getting to the crux of what people require or, or what they need. Um, but yeah, it's, it's that discipline. I, I tell a lot of people, make sure you've got a screen break and make sure you take lunch, make sure you go for a walk. But then I take a look at myself and I <laughs> following my own advice here. And it's, that's something I have struggled with. Right. Yeah. No, I think you've got a very strong work ethic and, um, but that, you know, you're not as disciplined in taking breaks and things. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of, I, I did start, I think on weeks, maybe weeks two, three and four, I did kind of go out for a walk around midday and I tended to find I was adding that hour on at the end of the day. Right. But it is something that's in the back of my mind that I need to start doing again. How about you? What's your working day look like? Um, it's, it's kind of all over the place around the kids at the moment. So I'm doing, I'm trying to do US hours um, for the start of the week while the kids are at home and then, um, and then they go off. So, so they go off to their mums on the, and on a Thursday and Friday. So, um, I stagger my day. So I have my mornings with the kids, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then work later into the evenings doing us hours at the start of the week. Um, and that's working quite well. Cause you know, I do, we, we do have people over in, in Boston. Um, so it means I can do more work with them. Um, so that's quite helpful. And then, but I do find I'm backloading my weeks and trying to cram more and more into Thursdays and Fridays. So Thursday and Friday in particular become very long days because I'm just conscious of this growing to-do list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm one of those who's guilty of trying to be brilliant at everything at the moment. You know, I want to be, I want to have a, you know, I want to be brilliant at my job. I want to be the best dad and I want to have a perfectly clean, tidy house and everything to run <laughs> like clockwork. And it just, you know, and it, 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 you know, something, something's got to give. So I think it's just about being, you know, um, as good as we can at everything and trying to just, yeah, just spin those plates really. Um, yeah. I found that I was, um, I'm the same. I disciplined was, you know, so I say I'm working, um, I'm working American hours. Um, and actually Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday this week, I've taken calls or had meetings in the mornings. Um, so, you know, it, in reality, I'm not doing what I'm, what I'm promising. And I think if I, if I was to stick to my routine better, then I'd probably do, um, I'd probably end up achieving more. So yeah, a lot of it's down to self-discipline, isn't it? I think it, it is. And it's kind of, we've heard a lot about this in terms of, um, the team I work with in access, you know, if you've got something in your diary, um, you should almost kind of reserve an hour or something like that day, switch email off. Cause that's the biggest biggest thing that will, will steer you off course and just focus on what it is that you've got to do and get it done and then move on to the next thing um and you can relate that to a lot of good books i've read over a period of time you know like eat that frog um mm. as a great example is you've got to have your your, your your do or die list you have to do these things you then got your second priority list and then your third priority list as long as you can be ticking ticking them off on the on the uh, priority list, that the, the real the real important ones, then you're going to get somewhere. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're you're right. I try not to live in my email too much. I think mm-hmm. there is that temptation, particularly now where you haven't got that that social connection as well with people, where there is that temptation to live in your email, and you're just you find you're spending the whole day just servicing emails. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in some roles, that's that is your job. You know, that is what you have to do. It's it's not necessarily my job to do that. Email is is just a communication tool. Um, so, you know, I don't. I wouldn't sit there staring at the phone all day waiting for it to ring. So, why would I sit in my inbox? You know, waiting for the next email to come through. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I do try and be a bit more disciplined with that. Um, but then, at the same time, you know, I haven't only got email on my 
on my laptop i've i've got it on my phone as well so at any given moment i've got that temptation there of of just opening it up so i'll go and take a break and what's the first thing i do i sit down with a cup of tea and i'll start flicking through my emails on my phone i'm still working yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um you know it just kind of defeats the object of, of trying to take a break in the first place really yeah no i know what you mean, um, I know what you mean. That, that, that tends to be the old uh, take the laptop down after you finish work and kind of go through and then start replying to emails late at night yep yeah, it, it varies. I think the key thing is you've got to be you've got to be dynamic enough to, you know, adjust what you need to do according to the workload that you've got. Yeah, yeah. Who's um who's really impressed you over this period? Is there anyone, any individuals or businesses that you think have really um really impressed you during this time? Yeah, I've heard so many good stories. Um, I mean, I'm going to start with the access group first and foremost, and um, some of the people within our uh, um our learning and development uh, team. Um, I mean, they've, they've recently put together a free webinar every Thursday at 11 a.m. Yep. Um, and that's gone down a real treat. I mean, the, the numbers are growing week on week uh, and people are then calling up saying they missed it. Can we get a link to it? Because we want to watch the recording. Um, so to put, to put something together like that, and we're actually delivering that every single week. I think we're on the fourth week coming up. Um, that, that really impressed me at the speed at which we did that. And it, it started actually with a little snippet on LinkedIn, like a two minute, did you know? Yeah. Into this one hour long uh, webinar session that we run weekly. So I was really, really impressed with the speed at which we got that up. Um, in terms of the access group itself, we were really, really quick off the, uh, quick, quick off the mark. We got lots and lots of content sent out very, very quickly in terms of, you know, stuff like how, how, uh, good tips on remote working, you know, mm. Um, how to manage team remote point of view. And I've been sending that out to a lot of clients and saying, you know, have a look at it, send it around to you, get one, two, three percent out of it, then it's worth it. Because yeah. there might be one little golden nugget in there that's gonna that's gonna help you and think, well, actually that's gonna be something we adopt full time. We um we also work very closely with our uh, internal service delivery team and we came up with a very special fast track route to the cloud right across right. the so we can take people from being on prem to the cloud in a week. Uh, and we had to do that because mm. a lot of customers who got caught cold got caught cold because they didn't really have any decent um, remote access for their for their staff. Yeah. We had to really adapt quickly. And mm. um, so we've we've put lots and lots of that together. Uh, there's a COVID-19 hub that's distributed around on LinkedIn, all our channels, whether it be on the volcanic site or the access site. Um, as well as in the bottom of most people's emails. So we're really getting the, the message and the information out there. Um, the other thing I've really been impressed with when I've been talking to the, uh, the recruitment customers is some of the attitudes, some of the staff that they have. So there's one in particular said to me, you know, it was all, it was all coming on strong really quickly and they could, see, they could see it probably earlier than a lot of other people. And we're thinking, right, we're gonna probably have to let quite a few staff go hmm. so through the agonizing pain that's involved in that. Uh, and then the first scheme was announced. Um, but what was heartwarming is that a lot of the consultants in that building approached the CEO and said, look, we're happy to take unpaid leave. We're happy to take reduced hours. We're happy to um, do whatever we can to ensure that, that the business carries on. The only thing we really want in return is at the end of it, can we still have a job? Yeah. And, you know, just listening to that, and obviously the furlough scheme helped that massively. But that, that just kind of shows the, the strength of, of the recruitment industry and, and, and the type of people that are in it. Mm. Uh, and I've, I've heard lots of stories like that where you know, businesses spoke to the staff and said, right, 
we're in a bit of a, a, a bit of a situation here. How are we going to how are we going to stabilise ourselves to come through this stronger than ever? You know, and you've got examples of companies that put everyone onto a three day week, uh, where the staff were only too willing to do that um, to help the calls. Um, and those types of stories and those types of approach to ensure that, that we get through what I would call that initial stage until we can start seeing the, 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 the lifting of the lockdown. It just impresses me how, that, how they managed to do that and get through it and, and still keep a vast majority of the staff employed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, and I think that, that sort of epitomizes the, the feeling actually that, um, with with this with this whole situation there is more of a feeling of we're going to work on this together um but i think with recruitment in particular and and you know the industry does get get a bad press at times and um and i think you know there are people in the industry who are working very hard to to turn that around um and and i think it's 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 seen now you know people are willing to to work together um and and collaborate more and i'm hearing more stories of recruiters that are actually working together um, on even on on appointments, you know, actually they've 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 got roles that need to need to be filled, or you know, they're they're exchanging leads um, mm. from time to time just to keep the wheels turning, um, you know. But certainly for for our employers, and we've done similar things. We've we've made sacrifices um, at Cloud Call, and um, and I think our CEO described it as as an overwhelming response in terms of the sacrifices that need to be made and the, the people's willingness to. Um, to, to sort of come together and and help out you know for the good of the business for the good of our clients and just to keep everything everything moving so that we do all continue um to have jobs and have a great business and and you know keep the keep the wheels turning as, as i've said yeah no exactly um, so no it's it's good so what's made you smile uh <laughs> it's always a good question that one <laughs> um there's been a few a few uh, different examples and generally it's when I'm talking to a, a client and um, you know we'll be talking sometimes about some you know some really tough choices that they've had to make uh, really tough decision making processes they've had to have but what, what makes me smile is, is nearly every single uh, leader of a recruitment company that I've had having those conversations with at some point that, that they've, they've maintained their humor and they'll right will kind of then make some kind of light-hearted comment towards the end of something and it, it makes me smile because, uh, even in the face of a bad situation in most cases people will still keep their humorous side alive and um and kind of also recognize the value um of be, being kind and you know it's the old cliche of the hashtag be kind um yeah in covid19 but i am seeing it because people are genuinely making an effort to do that hmm. Do you think we'll continue to do that? I hope so. I mean, I think it certainly kind of made appreciate the appreciate things more in general because mm. you know you, if you go back to what a standard working week might have looked like, you might have been what going into the office maybe once or twice a week. The rest of the time, you might have been out there on the road visiting clients. Uh, if, you, if you're going into London, you've got that freedom that you can go from one client to another, visit a, a sandwich shop midday, sit and have your sandwich and, and then go on, carry on with your working day before then commuting back home. Yeah. And we all took that for granted, for sure. Uh, why wouldn't you? Because that, that was the norm. Um, but I just think when, when we finally are actually back able to do that, I think we'll appreciate it a little bit more. And I do hope that we remember this forever. Mm. I did see some, I can't remember who it was now, but someone on Twitter basically said that we should probably have 
a lockdown once a year <laughs> just to kind of keep yeah <laughs> keep it at the forefront of people's minds and you yeah know, it's a crazy idea but there's something in that yeah no that's an yeah it's an interesting take on it i think yeah it's um yeah it's, it's possibly something to explore <laughs> yeah what so what you you mentioned you know going for a sandwich and bits and pieces like that all those things that we take for granted um yeah. what, what are you gonna what's the first thing you're gonna do when you when this is over if you know i, I know we're gonna come out of this very slowly um there isn't a chance that we're all gonna go right as, to, as of monday everything goes back to normal but yeah. what are the things that you that you miss most what are you uh and i guess what are the things actually that you didn't ex you wouldn't have expected to miss but you do um it's so many things. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, I think the number one thing is, is is your family. We take it away from work for a moment. Be, being able just to go go and see your family um, that that's that's been really hard. I've, I've had a bit of bit of personal uh, turmoil going on during the whole the whole crisis, where my mother actually got got the virus and was in hospital, and you know mm. we thought we were going to lose her on on a few occasions, and I did managed to get into hospital to see her in the middle of that but mm. she's actually now recovered and she's now she's now doing okay she's still in quarantine but she's she's doing okay um but all the while that was going on i couldn't see my dad who obviously going through quite a lot of difficulty and, and other various members of the family so mm. family, friends i think it's probably at the top um personal point of view I, i'm missing i didn't think i would because i don't actually i haven't been playing that much much since my son came along but I've really got an urge to get on a golf course, which obviously I can now do. So I need to find some time to get that in. Um, yep. I really enjoy you know, the, the, the pleasures of life of going, going to football and things like that. So I'm missing that quite a lot. Um, and just the freedom at a weekend, just to be able to take the family to a restaurant and sit down and have a meal. Yeah. It's, it's probably no surprise, those things, really. How about yourself? Um, similar sort of things. I mean, I've been a little bit surprised in a way at the, you know, the family kind of thing I think you take for granted and mm. and I've been surprised at my kids how much they miss seeing their grandparents and, and certainly talking to to my mum and dad how much they miss seeing um seeing the grandkids so I think that I probably underestimated quite how how important that is um before all of that um for me it's there's there's obviously those those sort of big things you know like the football that you talk about and things you know those sort of those those big things but it's really that feeling of just being able to just pop out without feeling um guilty or nervous or anxious in some way and i you know i and i do it's just that feeling of just oh i need something i'm just going to pop around the corner to the shop um mm -hmm. but at the moment I, it's almost something you're having to think about a little bit more and you know should i do this should i go and um you know i mean i i, I did a supermarket shop and it was probably one of the worst experiences of my life worst shopping experiences of my life um you know it just it didn't feel good you know the, the supermarket had done everything that they could to make it as as seamless as possible but it was just a an, a, an awful atmosphere in there and um and i yeah. think it just yeah there's just this this strange cloud hanging over everything at the moment that i can't quite put my finger on on what it is but it's just more that that feeling um out there and i i, I kind of miss just being able to to just pop out and and do something without thinking about it first mm. um you know, and um, and probably I join uh, thousands of other people who would say the pub, of course. Um, yeah, I, try, I was very careful not to say the pub, but uh, the pub, the pub's an obvious one, isn't it? But yeah, I'm missing the pub massively. <laughs> I was I was missing takeaways, um, but I did actually manage to get myself um, a uh, drive-through KFC at the weekend, which was amazing. 
Right. <laughs> so I put that in. How, how long did you have to queue for that? Uh, it was 45 minutes and it was... Wow. Yeah, there was a, a story which I won't bore you with attached to it because actually we had to go to two drive throughs because one of them closed literally as I got in the queue. <gasps> right. And I did go for quite a long drive to the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes. Um, and it was weird because normally you wouldn't ever do that, would you? If you, if no. you before this, there's no way you would queue 45 minutes in the drive through Yeah, absolutely. Do five minutes, and it was glorious. Yeah. <laughs> the end result. <laughs> uh, brilliant. I know I was, um, I was talking to one of your colleagues, Dominic um, D'Souza, a little while ago, and he, we, we both came to the conclusion that we both need to socially distance from the biscuit tin. Yeah. Um, I've been around. Right been been quite disciplined on the on the biscuit front um, right and and the coffee as well i've been really really disciplined i've been trying to limit it to a really good coffee to start the day um yeah. and I, I know you know me dan but I, i've got um a bottle of hazelnut syrup in the cupboard as well so <laughs> <laughs> so i made myself a really good latte with a drop of hazelnut syrup in it in the morning right um and then I might have maybe one or two cups of tea for the rest of the day, but the rest is water and being really good um, and avoiding the biscuits in. Mm. In fact, wow. I think the funny story is um, I work upstairs in, in what is now the office's spare room. I keep the door closed most of the time. Yeah. I hear my son outside. Is he on the phone? Is he on the phone? <laughs> um, but the end result of that and then not interrupting is that normally around about lunchtime, I just hear a knock on the door or I'll get a WhatsApp from uh, Angela, my other half, and yeah. open the door and there's a, there's a plate with a sandwich on it. <laughs> drink. And I think this is very much like being in prison, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the point is just you think, I'm like, really, you can't come in the room. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you, you work from home a little bit anyway, don't you? So I guess... Yeah. There's, there's certain parts of it that aren't too much of a change for you. Yeah, I think, I think the, the real difference is obviously when I normally work from home, my son's at school. Yeah. Uh, until obviously in early afternoon. Um, and the working from home, I think prior to COVID, I'd normally be working from home until a certain time and then I'd probably be dashing out for a meeting or, or whatever. Mm. This is like real, you know, every single day, uh, basically starting and finishing in the same room. Yeah. And it's getting back to what we were talking about earlier, is having that discipline, really, to say, right, I'm actually going to go downstairs and have the sandwich with the family. Yeah. What we're talking, 10, 15 minutes, it's, it's something I should be doing. But mm. normally what happens, as you, as you alluded to, is the sandwich gets picked up, brought in, and then I'll be reading emails or whatever while I'm eating it quickly. And then, yeah. But, yeah, it does make me laugh when I, when I open the door and see it on the floor. I'm like, this does feel very... very <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brilliant. I like that. That's good. <laughs> um, okay. And then just sort of wrapping it up and trying to take some, some positives out of the, the, the way forward, you know, the sun's shining, the world's still spinning and mm. recruitment is going to bounce back. I'm sure. Um, what type of companies do you think are going to be strongest in the coming months? Um, I mean, the obvious, the obvious route you go on that is, is you look at the sectors. Um, but actually, and I've had some conversations like with all sectors, obviously hospitality is one of the, the hardest hit. The rec to rec uh, is very hard hit. Mm. But I've been talking to some companies and what, again, getting back to what's been impressing me is they've, they've recently unfurloughed a few people and they've brought them in with the sole aim of basically going through the entire database and phoning up the key contacts and just engaging in conversation with them. 
Um, and the reason they're engaging those conversations with them is because they want to basically be right at the very forefront for when people start saying, actually, we're going to start hiring again. So it's, it's that proactiveness that, that I'm seeing being displayed by some of these companies. And I think they're going to be the ones that are going to be strongest coming out of this. Um, obviously, sector is going to play a part in that. But even in the hospitality sector, I've seen, I've been around a few websites and I have seen already some activity now where people are, last, are now start thinking about um, when they can start opening their businesses again. And they are starting to, to not, not on their masses, but they are starting to hire. Um, right. Who are going to be, be strongest are going to be the people who are there and having those relationships and have got their candidates lined up for those roles. Um, so I, th I think the proactive ones are going to be the ones that are going to do the best. Um, and the ones that have retained the staff that have got all those key contacts and have got all those relationships, I think they're the ones that are going to are going to emerge quickly out of this. Uh, and the other ones, it's just it's just it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's really the name of it is being proactive, making sure that you're you've got your ear to the ground and you know exactly what's going on within your within your relevant sector and what your what your clients and your contacts are thinking. That, that's to it. Yeah, so staying in, staying in touch and being first out of the blocks. I yeah, think. I think if you if you've kind of furloughed everybody and then just kind of gone on a bit of a break um, and you're not talking to people, then I think it's going to be difficult because of the amount of time that's passed. You know, what it's like if you haven't spoken to someone for a while, it becomes yeah. to actually kind of have that conversation. Whereas if you've been speaking to people all the way through and you've been there, then you're you're going to be at the forefront of their mind. Uh, yep. That really is the strength of a relationship. Yeah. Um, but you're also then best poised to know what they, the, their next moves are likely to be and what they're likely to require. And you're then best suited to be able to supply it. Yeah, no, that's good. Great way to finish, I think. Thank you. Colin, no it's, been, it's been an absolute pleasure having you, uh, having you on. Thank you for your time. Um, no problem at all. Been a pleasure. Please, please pass on our best wishes to everyone at Access. I hope you and the, uh, the family stay well or continue to, uh, to improve in your mum's case. Thank you. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot for your time. Uh, thank you. And likewise, uh, best wishes to everyone at Cloud Call and to you and yours. Thank you.